Welcome back to the Noted Church podcast. This podcast is focused on providing uh, devotional content uh, to spur your thoughts and studies uh, to help you prepare for the Sunday sermon. Uh, as we walk together with Christ to be transformed into his image, we want to continue to come around the word of God together in order to uh, be shaped more and more into his image. Uh, we're starting a new series. I'm really excited about this series. Uh, we, uh, This is something I've been wanting to uh, teach on for a while because it gets into some basic foundational theology of the Christian faith. And and one of the things that I found in the Christian walk is you need to come back to the basics because uh, sometimes we we miss we lose the fundamentals and we start shifting uh, away in our thinking and actions uh, because we've we've lost touch with some of the fundamentals of the faith. And so some of this is gonna it's gonna feel like new information, and I, I want to be careful here because. Uh, sometimes people get into a mindset of uh, if it's new and shiny, then it must be good. And then conversely, there's others who get into a mindset of if it's new, then it must be bad. This is actually not new. It's actually very, very old. Uh, when, But it may challenge some of your uh, your understandings and it may challenge some of your your beliefs. But it's biblical. And when we see things in the Bible that we don't understand, we have to to dig deeper and we have to come back to the gospel, come back to scripture on a regular basis. So uh, the series is this, what is the hope that we have to offer the world? We're going to talk about hope, uh, and this is largely going to be based on uh, N.T. Wright's book, uh, Surprised by Hope. Uh, there is a series uh, that he did um, years ago on Surprised by Hope. It's a six-part series. This is going to be a seven-part sermon series because I, I want to look at each of his lessons and I'm going to uh, kind of add my own stuff into it as well. And then on July 31st, I'm going to uh, kind of wrap everything up uh, in a sermon on reclaiming hope in the church. So uh, the first week is Hope for the World. That's this coming Sunday. And then we're going to talk about the hope of the resurrection. And then the hope of heaven, the hope of Jesus' second coming, the hope of salvation, the hope of the church. And then finally, I'll wrap things up with reclaiming hope in the church. Um, in the show notes, I will have linked a... Uh, access to a, a, to a resource called Right Now Media. And we will have this series from NT Wright linked there. Um, you can find a participant's guide online. Uh, I think they're about $10. Uh, there are PDFs out there as well. Um, I haven't looked into the credibility of where those PDFs are coming from. So be, so uh, anyways, there's there's participant guides. Make this a study you do on your own. You can listen to the podcast. You can read our blog. Uh, you can listen to the sermons. But going back to the foundations and, and the, the basic theology at the center of the church shapes uh, who we are and it shapes what we do and it shapes what we believe and how we act. Um, so when we ask the question of hope, 
there's a few things that likely come to mind. Um, when we talk about the afterlife, salvation, uh, there's a few things that, that start to come up in questions. So uh, just a few questions. What happens after we die? Uh, does it matter uh, for here and now what happens after we die? So what, what happens later doesn't matter for today. What is heaven? What will heaven be like? Where And where is heaven? Uh, I remember asking my freshman Bible class, whenever I was a college professor, um, where heaven was, and a bunch of them pointed up, and I said, well, what if you're on the other side of the earth? And they're like, uh, so, well, it's just uh, out then. <laughs> so, well, how far into space do you have to go when you reach heaven and you know we've we've learned that the universe is expanding and so so if heaven's beyond the universe then it's actually getting further and further away and so you know we have these ideas of where heaven is but what does it look like to actually come back and think about some of these things where is heaven what is it like uh and is it our final destination that that question may come as a shock to you and so in this bigger discussion, uh, we ask the question, what is salvation? And, and with that, uh, as we ask these questions about what's coming and what's going to happen, we then have to ask the question of, well, what is the church? And more importantly, what is the resurrection? Uh, and what does any of this have to do with us today? Because the Bible talks a lot about resurrection, but what is that? And often we dis, not dismiss it, but we often use that word as a, as a catch-all word for just what happens after you die. Uh, this, uh, there's an idea that our souls leave our bodies um, to go sit on a cloud somewhere. And that's actually out of uh, Plato. That's Greek philosophy. Uh, that crept its way into the church back in the Middle Ages. Um, and I remember the first time I was challenged with this. I was in a theology class in, in my master's program. And and our professor was talking about a bodily resurrection, a fully physical resurrection. And his uh, his point was this. And, I, and this was kind of a, he was kind of doing a gotcha type thing, but... But anyways, he, he said, if Jesus' soul is what went to heaven, then what happened to his body in his ascension? Um, to which I responded, well, he cast it off behind a cloud and it burnt up in reentry. Because um, if he was just going to kind of be, you know, poking at us, I was going to poke back at him. But, but when we look at what happens to Jesus after we die, that's going to tell us something about what's going to happen to us. But we have this idea that our souls are what leaves our bodies. But when you when you look at uh, Jewish thought, Jewish thought is looking for uh, a bodily resurrection. That was the common thing. So we're, we're going to talk about this more and more. Um, when I bring up what happens when we die, I often get the response uh, that really it just doesn't matter too much because we will, you know, we'll just find out when we get there. You know, in one sense, there's a lot of truth to this. Uh, it's because we have no idea what things will be fully like. It's, we are 
finite beings talking about the infinite. And so uh, there's a lot of different things said in scripture, and I love the way N.T. Wright talks about this. These are signposts pointing to a greater reality. They're pointing to a destination. So any words we use fall short of the true reality, uh, but, it, but it's still important to talk about. Um, hope is about what lies ahead, and it is promised by a God who loves to bring hope to each one of us. Uh, that's the promise we have is, is this hope and a future destination. And so uh, in one so in that one sense, we, we have no idea. And this is where Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, 8 through 12, and I'm going to summarize this, basically says, right now we only know partially, but then we're going to know fully. Right now, we only see dimly in a mirror, but then we're going to see more fully. And, and all the things that we can understand about what's to come will be made known to us. And so, in, in that sense, we, we don't know what's going to happen. But we still need to study it because the Bible actually says a lot about it. So on the other hand, while, while we may not know fully what's going to happen, and, and I want to say we need to hold these discussions loosely in our grip because uh, I never want to be too uh, certain on things. When, when I, I never want to be too, like, just rigid, I guess. I, I, I have a certainty in the resurrection, but I want to be too rigid on how things will be. Uh, so on the other hand, what we believe about what happens when we die shapes what we believe God is doing in the world today. And it shapes how we should live our lives. So this idea of heaven being far off in the distance, uh, that if we're, if we're good enough, we're going to go there one day, um, led to a belief system that a lot of our, our founding fathers uh, in, in our country were, were kind of part of a, a Christian belief system called deism, where, where God is off in the distance and he had no interaction here on earth. And so heaven was some far off place that God, God is in that place, but has little to no interaction here. And... <clears throat> You can't you can't think too you can't hold on to that too tightly and say the Lord's Prayer where he says, Our Father in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this calling of the kingdom to come into the present is the other side of hope. That where on one hand hope is about what lies ahead and the promise that God has for those whom he brings hope to, uh, hope is also, um, it's also about the kingdom of God breaking into our present day realities and hope spilling out into the world today. That, that hope, while it's about a future place, hope also has ramifications on what goes on in the world today. And so um, as, as I look back over my short lifetime, and, and those of you who are older, you can, you can add to this list, and, and, this, in, and no, this list in no way is exhaustive, but I just think about in my lifetime, 
9-11 happened. A tsunami in India happened a few years later. And a, a year after that, uh, Hurricane Katrina. And then, you know, the, the market crash of 2008. And then there's just mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting. Then there's a pandemic and the political tensions and, and all the lies and the uh, misinformation and the untruths. And and uh, we're just suspicious of everyone and 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 the like, as Paul might say. There, there's just so many things to just drain us of hope. And and as I look around, as I meet people, and as I, I as I look in people's eyes, people have just become hopeless because every time. Every time you open the paper, well, I mean, no one opens the paper anymore, but anytime you open an app, a news app, or listen to a podcast, it's here's another atrocity to make you feel hopeless again today. And, and our, the Christian response to this has often been, well, if you're good enough, you might go to heaven when you die. Or it, it might be, it doesn't matter if you're good enough. Jesus died for you so that when you die, you'll go to heaven. And, and that is part of the hope we have. Being with God in eternity is part of the hope. But, but it, it often rings hollow for people when they're going through suffering and they're feeling overwhelmed by the world. And so we need to be a church that understands the Christian hope, the, the hope that that when, when the early church saw the atrocities going on around them, when everybody else was running away, they were running to and running in. Because they were people who embodied hope because they believed that God saw this creation as good and they wanted to be part of the work to redeem it. Uh, this week we're going to talk about hope for the world. Uh, because... When we talk about what God is doing in his creation, if, if we are true people who believe, believe that God sees this creation as good, then we have to believe that God is not going to give up on this creation. That, that when, he, when he set out to make a good creation, uh, and then sin brought brokenness to the creation, it, it's sin that causes rebellion in the world and it's sin that that caused the decay and and causes the the problems of this world um and and I don't hear me as like well because of the sinners in in you know out in LA that's why they're having a drought right now I'm I'm not saying that what I'm saying is is there's a good and perfect creation that started to unravel with the sins of Adam um and Eve and, and there's some direct correlations here, but, but God is calling us to be good stewards and to, uh, to rule over the earth as good stewards of the earth. And so what does that say um, to us as, as part of our mission of hope? That, that God has called us to be co-rulers with him, to be co-gardeners, to, to engage in a world uh, to be people of hope for the world. So one of the things that uh, I want to come back to over and over again um, through this series is this imagery of farming. 
uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, Paul, well, first he begins with saying, let me remind you of the hope, or let me remind you of the gospel. Uh, there's a lot of debates leading up to this point about um, women wearing head coverings and who can speak out and who can't and order of worship and all this stuff. And then he, he says, let me remind you of the gospel as if you know those other discussions are actually secondary to the gospel. And when he says, let me remind you of the gospel, he then talks about the resurrection uh, most people, when you ask them, well, what is the gospel? They talk about the death of Jesus. But it's actually the resurrection that, that brings it all together as, um, as the hope in the center of the gospel. Uh, the gospel accounts, they, they all point to the resurrection where uh, a lot of times we want to celebrate Christmas as, as the major part of Christianity, but but two of the four Gospels don't even have really any mention of the birth of Jesus. But all of them point to the resurrection. And, and the resurrection, uh, when Paul is describing what happened to Jesus and what's going to happen to us, he talks about things that were perishable will be planted and they will be raised imperishable. And again, this is broken language uh, that's pointing to a, a clearer reality that will be made known at some point. So when I think about the hope and the mission of hope that we have for the world, um, I like the imagery of farming. That every good deed you do, every soul that you bring to Christ, every everything uh, that you bring into redemption and reconciliation. I mean, this is, this is what Paul's talking about in 2 Corinthians 5 as well as being ambassadors of reconciliation. But everything you do to bring about God's ruling on this earth, his goodness on this earth, everything you do is taking the perishable and planting it so that when God comes to redeem this creation, he then raises what you've planted as imperishable. So when God calls us to be co-workers, we get to get our hands dirty doing the work of God in this world. And that is such a beautiful gift. That the hope for the world, the hope of the resurrection, and all the hope that we have, uh, we, we center our lives on what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do in the resurrection. That God created a good creation, he redeemed it through Jesus Christ, and he's going to restore it in Christ in the end. Uh, this is you know, Revelation 21, this is uh, Isaiah 11, um, the kingdom of God, uh, conversations that Jesus is having in the Gospels is talking about uh, here on earth. And so we, we reject the kingdoms of this world to embrace the kingdom of God because the kingdoms of this world have, have one thing in mind and one thing only, and that's power and keeping power. But the kingdom of God is about redemption and bringing hope to all people. So we're going to enter into this series, and I, I'm excited about it. I would, I would love to hear any questions you have 
about the resurrection, about hope, uh, how this plays in today. But just know that everything you do in this world today will be redeemed by God for eternity. So let's get to planting seeds and being hope for a hopeless world. I'm excited for you all to come along on this journey. Y'all have a great day.